Welcome into the Focused on Fenway podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. Sit back and relax as I update you on everything going on in the world of Red Sox baseball from Boston and beyond. Please be sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focused on Fenway. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome into another episode of Focused on Fenway. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. I cover the Red Sox for the Occupy Report. I study journalism at Auburn University, where I also serve as co-sports director for the student-run radio station, Weehul 91.1 FM. Things continue to look bad for the Red Sox. This afternoon, we will recap the Red Sox road series against the Houston Astros and then Kansas City Royals. Then we will preview the two-game set with the Atlanta Braves at Fenway Park that starts later today. So, moving right into the Houston series... It started out nice. Uh, Boston won game one, three to two. Just for some reference here, this was the day of the trade deadline. We said goodbye to Christian Vasquez about an hour before first pitch. So that was heavy on the minds of the players. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi started game one. He he went for 6.1 innings, allowing four hits, no runs, two walks, and struck out six batters. He picked up the win. Luis Garcia started for the Astros. He went for seven innings, allowing six hits, three runs, one walk, and struck out five. He did end up taking the loss. Tanner Hawk pitched the ninth inning for Boston and didn't let anyone on base and picked up one strikeout to earn his seventh save of the season. Jaron Duran got the scoring started in the top of the third inning as he had a ground rule double the deep right field that scored Bobby Dahlbeck and put Boston up 1-0. The Astros took the lead in the bottom of the third inning as Jordan Alvarez hit a sack fly to score Jose Altuve and Aldemus Diaz hit a double to bring in Yuli Gurriel. Jaron Duran struck again in the top of the fifth inning with a big two-run homer that to right field that scored Bobby Dahlbeck and put Boston up 3-2 and gave them the Game 1 victory. So in Game 2 um, against Houston, Boston won 2-1. Cutter Crawford started for the Red Sox. He tossed six innings, allowed seven hits, one run, one walk, and six strikeouts. He earned the win. Christian Javier started for Houston. He pitched six innings, giving up four hits, two runs, one walk, and recorded seven strikeouts. He took the loss in this one. Tanner Hawk came in during the bottom of the eighth inning. He earned his eighth save of the year with 1.2 innings of work, in which he didn't allow anyone on base. Yuli Gurriel got things going for Houston with a single that scored Jose Altuve in the bottom of the first inning. Rafael Devers tied the game up in the top of the fourth inning with a double the deep right that scored Tommy Pham. And that was all the scoring. And I really didn't appreciate Houston Astros manager Dusty Baker sending Christian Vasquez into pinch hit in a clutch spot in the top of the ninth inning for Houston or bottom of the ninth inning for Houston. I, just, I really didn't like seeing that. Uh, they could have waited two more games to use Vasquez. I, I know he's great and everyone wants to use him, but they should have and could have waited. So game three against Houston. This one didn't go well as Houston won 6-1. to Rich Hill was on the mound for the Sox in the series finale, and things really didn't go super well as he only went three innings, giving up six hits, four runs, no walks, and recorded one strikeout. He ended up taking the loss in this one. Jose Urquidy pitched for the Astros. He went for seven innings, allowing two hits, no runs, no walks, and recorded ten strikeouts. He got the win, undoubtedly. The Astros got scoring started right away as Jordan Alvarez grounded out the Xander Bogarts, but scored Jose Altuve in the bottom of the first inning, and Alex Bregman hit a sack fly to score Jeremy Pena, putting Houston up 
Trey Mancini hit his first home run as an Astro in the bottom of the second inning, also scoring Kyle Tucker to extend their lead to four. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Kyle Tucker doubled the left field and scored Elidimus Diaz, and Alex Bregman put the Astros up 6-0. Xander Bogarts made sure Boston avoided the shutout by hitting a solo shot to left field in the top of the ninth inning. And that is going to do it for the Astros talk. Next up is the Kansas City series. It definitely could have gone better. Don't go anywhere. Are you a fan of mixed martial arts? If so, I have the place for you. Brawl Talk MMA is one of the best places to go for interviews with fighters, fight predictions, recaps, and so much more. Brawl Talk MMA is run by my good friend, Will Miller, and let me tell you, he is one of the best in the business. You can follow Brawl Talk on Instagram at Brawl Talk MMA and subscribe on YouTube. Let Will know I'll say you. So now we're going to move into the four-game series that the Red Sox played in Kansas City over the weekend. I wasn't a fan of this one. Um, it was Eric Hosmer's first time back in Coffin Stadium, I believe, since getting traded to the San Diego Padres in 2018. So, I mean, that was cool to see. But the Royals are definitely a much worse team than the Red Sox. Contrary to popular belief, the Red Sox are still a talented team. They're just not playing like it right now. They're much better than the Blue Jays, a lot more talent on the roster, and still they drop three out of four. So we're just going to go through it here. In game one, Kansas City won 7-3. Nick Pavetta started. He pitched five innings, allowing seven hits, three runs, one walk, and struck out five. Chris Bubick started game one for KC. He pitched six innings, allowing four hits, two runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. Taylor Clark pitched the seventh inning for KC. He gave up two hits, one run, one walk, and struck out two. This effort earned him his third win of the season. And Darwin Zahn Hernandez pitched the seventh and eighth innings for the Red Sox. He allowed four hits, four runs, two walks, and he struck out one. He ended up with the loss as his first decision of the season. Rafael Devers got the series started off strong for Boston offensively as he singled the left to score Jalen Davis and Tommy Pham in the top of the first inning. The Royals tied the game up in the bottom of the first as MJ Melendez hit a solo homer and Vinny Pascanto, Pascantino excuse me, hit a sack fly to score Bobby Wood Jr. Salvador Perez put the Royals up and out in front in the bottom of the fifth inning by singling the right field and scoring Nicky Lopez. Kevin Ploiecki tied game in the top of the seventh inning for the Sox as he scored Christian Arroyo off a single to center field. And the Royals had a big 7th inning rally as Bobby Witt Jr. singled to left center and scored Nicky Lopez. And then MJ Imdelez, um also scored on that play. Then Salvador Perez followed that up with a big 3-run homer that also brought in Nicky Mendelez and Bobby Witt Jr. So, a lot of scoring there. And that was it for Game 1. In Game 2, Boston won 7-4. Josh Winkowski pitched for Boston. He tossed five innings, allowing five hits, one run, two walks, and struck out four. Zach Granke started for Royals. He went for 4.2 innings, giving up four runs, two walks, and struck out two. Eric Hosmer got the scoring started for Boston as he doubled the deep right to score Alex Verdugo in the top of the second inning. J.D. Martinez added on two more in the top of the fourth inning as he doubled the deep left field to score Xander Bogarts and Alex Verdugo. In the top of the fifth inning, Xander Bogart singled the left field to score Tommy Pham. Uh, Salvador Perez kept his monster series going as he had a solo shot to left in the bottom of the fifth inning. Reese McGuire singled the left field or left center to score Eric Hosmer in the top of the sixth inning. 
Uh, Jaron Duran doubled the left field to score Eric Hosmer and Reese McGuire in the top of the eighth inning. Nate Eaton hit a sack fly in the bottom of the eighth inning to score Vinny Pascantino. MJ Melendez doubled the left center in the bottom of the eighth inning to score Hunter Dozier and Nick Prado. And that made the score 7-4. And this was unfortunately the only Boston win of the series. So game three, Kansas City won 5-4. This was the most heartbreaking in my opinion. Nathan Evaldi started for Boston. He tossed six innings, giving up seven hits, four runs, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Daniel Lynch started the game for KC. He went for six innings, allowing seven hits, four runs, no walks, and six strikeouts. Garrett Whitlock pitched 2.2 innings, allowing one hit, one run, no walks, and one strikeout, and he would take his second loss of the season. Dylan Coleman pitched the ninth inning for Kansas City. He didn't allow any movement on the base paths and earned his third win of the season. <coughs> Excuse me. And MJ Mdelez, um got the scoring started as he had a solo homer to right center in the bottom of the first to put KC up 1-0. J.D. Martinez scored on an error in the top of the second inning to tie the game. Bobby Wood Jr. singled the center in the bottom of the third inning to score Kyle Isbell and Nicky Lopez to put Kansas City up 3-1. Bobby Dahlbeck homer to right center in the top fourth to also score Christian Royo to tie the game. And Kyle Isbell homer to right in the bottom of the fourth to put KC up 4-3. to three. Alex Verdugo hit a solo homer to tie the game in the top of the sixth. And Nick Prado hit a walk-off homer to bottom of the ninth inning to give Kansas City the 5-4 win. And moving into the series finale... Uh, Kansas City won this one 13-5. Cutter Crawford started for Boston. He went for five innings, giving up five hits, five runs, two walks, and struck out four. He took the loss. Brad Keller started the finale for Kansas City. He pitched six innings, allowing four hits, one run, three walks, and four strikeouts. He earned his sixth win of the season. And we aren't going to highlight every run because there were just way too many, but Boston played terrible. And that's going to do it for the Kansas City Series recap. After this quick break, we're going to preview two games set with the Braves at Fenway. Heading to a game at Fenway, be sure to stop outside of Gate C and pick up a copy of the Ocuay Report. There are plenty of great articles, some written by your favorite podcast host, Daniel Locke, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on the best Red Sox program in town. So... Coming into this two-game series with the Braves, Boston currently has a record of 54-56. and They are still fifth in the AL East, currently three and a half games back out of fourth. Um, that's where the Orioles are. They are four and a half games back from the third wild card spot. So game one against Atlanta is tonight at 7-10 Eastern, 6-10 Central on TBS, just here in a few minutes. Rich Hill's on the mound for Boston. On the year, he is 4-5 with a 4.52 ERA, a 1.32 whip, 73.2 innings pitched, 59 strikeouts, and, and 23 walks. In his last outing, it was the final game of the Houston series when he only pitched three innings, allowing six hits, four runs, no walks, and struck out one. Charlie Morton is on the mound for Atlanta. He is 5-5 five five on the year with a 4.09 ERA, a 1.21 whip. 116.2 innings pitched, 134 strikeouts, and 43 walks. His last timeout was a start against the Phillies last Wednesday, in which he pitched 6.2 innings, allowed three hits, no runs, one walk, and struck out one. 
So definitely a disadvantage for the Red Sox. Charlie Morton has been lights out this year. But game two against Atlanta, this one's tomorrow, 7-10 Eastern, 6-10 Central. These are on their the two teams' um, respective local TV channels. So Nesson for, for the Red Sox and Valley Sports Southeast for Atlanta. Nick Pavetta is on the mound for Boston. He is 8-8 eight eight on the year with a 4.51 ERA, a 1.33 whip, 123.2 innings pitch, 119 strikeouts, and 45 walks. His last time out was um, Game 1 of the Kansas City Series. He went for five innings, giving up seven hits, three runs, one walk, and struck out five. Then Kyle Wright is on the mound for Atlanta. He is 13-5 on the year with a 3.22 ERA, a 1.17 whip, 128.2 innings pitched, 124 strikeouts, and 38 walks. His last time out was last Thursday against the Mets, in which he pitched six innings, gave up seven hits, six runs, two walks, and four strikeouts. Kyle Wright is very good. That last um, that last outing against the Mets is a severe outlier. If he pitches like that again, I do expect the Red Sox to win. Um but I don't think he will pitch that way again. The Red Sox are definitely at a disadvantage pitching-wise in this one. Um, I know it's just a short two-game series, but getting back to 500 is imperative, and I would really like to see the Red Sox take one of these. And that's going to do it for this episode of Focused on Fenway. Between now and the next time, go Sox. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Fenway podcast. I had a great time keeping you informed on everything going on with the Boston Red Sox. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focus on Fenway. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll speak with you soon.